Yeah. We are live. It's the Mina's House podcast, episode 210. Wow. Sheesh. I'm your host, Mina Say What? Garnett Briscoe. Jack Stucky. And we are here once again. Shayna's not feeling well today, so it is just us. I hope she feels better. You know, everybody is sick. Something's going on every other week. Someone's sick. So everybody is not sick. I haven't been sick. I, that's a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Can y'all hear me? I forgot to grab my mic today. Yeah, I can hear. You. Okay. <laughs> I just realized. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, my mic is in. <laughs> Cheers, Dex. Cheers. Cheers, Dex. Oh, Garnett is wearing a turtleneck today. He actually looks like he went to work today. Yeah, you see? <laughs> I, 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 I look like I'm in Power Book too. Yes, you do. I look like. Go Yo, what's up with that? I Because I canceled my, my Star subscription because um, it's a little pricey. What's going on with that show? Well, I don't watch Power Book at all. I don't watch it, but I can tell you that I'm fully caught up on what's happening right now like apparently last week's episode was the best episode in tv history and i <laughs> in, in, in some i think somebody got killed um <laughs> um the main character i think he's maybe cheating on his girlfriend or something like that so a lot is going on like everybody's talking about it like people cannot stop talking about this no, it was definitely one of the best episodes in like power, like history. Like they they nailed this one. This was wild. So basically somebody um, screwed somebody over and, and we're trying to figure out who screwed who over. Yeah. And there's like a list of suspects. I'm telling you, like I said, I've never watched an episode, but I can tell you a lot about <laughs> this past episode. Somebody's somebody's son is their or nephews, their son, or something like that. Like, it's some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, see, Dex, no, he, he be paying attention to the TL. So I literally <laughs> just caught up yesterday. You know, everybody liked the watch. Like, they've been talking about it since, like, basically uh, midnight, you know, uh, Saturday night into Sunday, because that's when you can watch it. Um, so I'm actually a little late, even though I watched it yesterday. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, one of the characters, Zeke, the, the one with the hair in my background, this one right there. So he's supposed to be, this whole time, he was Mary J. Blige. Her name is Monet. Her, he's his, her, her nephew, right? Yes, exactly. You know, he's the one that's supposed to be going to the NBA, basketball yep. player. So, you know, he just like he was a, a murder suspect. He ended up, you know, beating that as far as like, you know, not being accused no more. They because they got Tariq now as like the new murder suspect. He was arrested. You know, he's on bail and stuff like that. So in this episode, he ends up finding out that he's actually not her nephew. That he's actually her son. And not only is he her son, but he's not nineteen. He's not nineteen years old. He's actually twenty three. Wow! So so they're all they're all at this family. I had a different mama, and I'm old. (laughs) No, 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 no. But uh, I'm guessing she's been taking care of him like forever. But in that time, they exposed basically that, you know, clearly the dad didn't know that because that's not his dad. So now the whole family is kind of thrown back because she was cheating on her husband. Monet, Mary J. Blige's character. Exactly. And the husband just got out of prison. I feel like this show 
has put Mary's career like on another level. It's not like Mary hasn't been acting. She's done some amazing acting roles. I just feel like her ever since this role, it's kind of catapulted her into like a different category. And she's doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh I mean, not even just her. Um, I know we're highlighting her right there, but you know, all of the cast members so to speak, like the main characters, they all seem to do like pretty well, like after power or outside of power. I know Tariq is basically, you know, the superstar and this is built around him, but I'm interested to see like exactly where he goes just outside of that. I know he's like hosting parties and stuff now. Like who who the heck thought like a, a, a little actor that we saw basically grow up on TV is now like, like who wants to party with, Tariq St. Patrick, <laughs> but there are plenty of people that actually want to do it. So, yeah. I feel like it's a gift and a curse. It could be a situation where people can only see you in that role, mm -hmm. or it can be a situation where you can catapult into something more if he gets a bigger role than that, you know? Well, no, I was going to say, that's why I believe Ghost left Mari Harwick. Yeah. To, well, Amari just Amari just complicated. He wants more. He wants more characters that are in depth. You know, he wants to be the Black Panther. Remember, he said Chadwick Boseman told him he wants him to be Black Panther. That's what he wants. He's. I can see him, him being the Black Panther. I could see that for him. You know, people going only oh, only you only you and him do that. Only I could see that you said that. Only only you and him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hop into what's in our feed. There was quite a bit of chatter about Cardi B suing a YouTube blogger um, for defamation and libel. So this blogger is literally just on YouTube. Apparently she has a lot of influence, enough for Cardi B to feel like she had to sue her. The woman was saying she has herpes, all kinds of STIs, said she was a prostitute. Now Cardi B actually sued her and won a judgment of $1.3 million. Obviously, Cardi B doesn't need the money. This was a statement lawsuit. But moving forward, do you think this is going to change how these people on the internet kind of move with how they speak on the artists? I say no. And the reason why I say no, <laughs> this, this, this woman or girl, um, she left out the key word. And this is why you can almost say anything with the key word is right. allegedly. You know, that's that's the one thing that held her back where, you know, people are going to say anything, whether somebody just died or somebody, you know, just got caught in the airport fighting somebody. You know, when you use that word allegedly, you can pretty much say anything about anybody, even if it's not true. But allegedly it is. So I think in this case, maybe, you know, she got a little bit too comfortable, but that's how she also built her platform as well. So, you know, it's a win for Cardi and it's a win for the other entertainers that, you know, don't necessarily enjoy that part of media where you have people just making stuff up and, you know, just basically saying anything with zero, with no factual information behind it is just, you want to say it to get these headlines and get this attention. So I don't think, but for the landscape that anybody else changes, I just think it's a maybe more of an eye opener to say, hey, just make sure you say allegedly you want this problem. <laughs> I don't even think she's gonna start doing that though. Like Tasha K is like known for like, I mean, a lot of the stuff she says is true too. Like she like breaks a lot of like celebrity news and stuff. Like I remember she was the first one that talked about 
Nene Leakes dating someone right before her husband died, then her husband died, and then she was immediately out with someone. So Tasha's like, I told y'all about this. And like, even now, like this situation happened, whether it's true or not, really, you can't go out there and saying that. Like, like just because Cardi won, that doesn't make it true or false. It's just like, you defamed my character. So therefore I'm going to sue you. Like you don't, you have no proof of this though. Tasha's already spinning this. She's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to make a statement about the case tomorrow. And people are actually looking forward to it. Like Mina said, this woman is just on YouTube. That's it. Like she doesn't have a TV show. She doesn't have a radio show. She's really just a YouTuber. And people are anticipating what she has to say about this case like it's it's literally like yes cardi won the case but this woman is not going to stop and she's going to capitalize on losing this case like this is what they want people like this they want attention no matter how they're going to get it and she's going to run with this and she's starting to run with it now i just think it's a travesty what's going on right now with all these like new kind of um new media people these podcasters and look we're podcasters as well and you know we have youtube shows we're youtubers as well but we don't make our 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 whole platform isn't just that right i think for all of us this is an extension of things that we already have going on um but it's like even with the with the ari lennox thing how that podcaster asked Ari Lennox about her, you know, her sexual life and it was really inappropriate. I just think that there's like these new media people that just don't care. Well, (laughs) I think, I think the media people are like that because of their subjects too. Cause you got to remember like, like last week, even us, we had a conversation about, Oh, I forgot his name. I forgot her name. The one the one who went off on people, Yo Gotti. No, it wasn't Yo Gotti. What's the guy's name that sings about? I feel like I'm old now. He sings about <laughs> Waikisha. Oh, money, money back, back yo, Ari Fletcher. Yeah, like so. These are these are celebrities now. Like Ari Fletcher is a celebrity. Um, Little Wayne's daughter is a celebrity. These are people that don't have like actual like talent, but like we're celebrating them, like the girlfriend of a rapper and stuff. So it's just kind of like one of those things where it's just like do I really need to be Oprah if I'm talking to somebody like this? Like, I think it makes sense for me to be like sensational as sensational as possible because like, look who I'm talking to. Like, it's not like I'm talking to like a respectable talent. I'm talking to somebody's girlfriend who has a million followers on Instagram. That's like, that's why I'm, that's who I'm talking to right now. It's like, I don't know. I just think like the bar is really low for right. celebrities. So like, I think the people who are talking to, like, could you imagine like a Oprah sitting down and having like a conversation with like Ari Fletcher? Like, it's kind of like, like wh- what are we going to talk about? And I think <laughs> that's why these people thrive because like they're willing to have these conversations with these celebrities. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that more people sue other people <laughs> um, just so we can raise the bar a little bit because I think it's a little bit like the Wild Wild West. Yes. Like people that are saying something and then gain credibility, you know, um, just because they're saying something ridiculous enough to get enough views or get enough, you know, eyes or ears. And then the people who are getting interviews, like why are these artists having legitimate interviews with people who have 
no media experience prior to whatever it is they're doing. And yeah. look, I applaud these outlets because they're giving people that wouldn't otherwise have these opportunities, you know, but I don't think people utilize it in the right way and they kind of mess it up for everyone else. Cause now you have someone like Ari Lennox saying, well, I'm not doing no more interviews. Take me off the label. It messes it up for everyone else because you want to be an a-hole and ask a dumb question that you thought was cute, but was completely inappropriate. Right. I mean, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, people, you know, they've, they've built a platform worthy enough, I guess, for people to want to do interviews with them. Um, so I can understand why, you know, artists would want to go and see, now he isn't one of these people, but would want to go sit down with a Joe Rogan. Well, it's because he actually built that platform and he's not quote unquote, you know, like a media trained person, but, um, you know, this is the field that he's in now. Um, well, he's been in it for a little while now, but, uh, you know, that's why I feel like the, like it's, it's, yeah, but Joe Rogan has a background doing something else. Yeah. Like he was a plumber and then, (laughs) you know, got on YouTube or started a podcast and now you're a podcaster. Like he was in the, the, the business of entertainment in some way. Right? Am I not? Was it I mean, like no, an actor, comedian kind of? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. But I mean, I I just said it to make a point. Whereas that you know, he had to build that platform within that space, and that's why the people feel comfortable on going. Now you make you know you make a good point of saying you know he comes from this this kind of background though. But I'm just kind of just focusing on you know he, him having the platform and building it to a point where you know he could call somebody up and say, hey, do you want to, you know, come join, you know, my, my, my platform? So And then they would say yes. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, but then, but then there's, on, on that same token of where I think you were going, there's this podcast, the Fresh and Fit podcast, and these are people that... mention that. Why would you even mention it? Because like, that <laughs> makes more sense to the point that you're making. Because yeah. like those are people who who don't have this background that Joe Rogan have, and, and, and people are still going on that podcast. So it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, you could work hard and be Joe Rogan and get the big guests, but then those same guests will go on this podcast podcast and get trashed you know what I mean then they have like a they have even have the expectation to go on there and be disrespected I've never I've never what so what's that podcast about um hating women bashing women <laughs> like they just they just got um like recently they were in the news because there was a woman on there I forgot her name Danny Lee or something like that one of those girls those Instagram girls one of them was on there and then he said one of the hosts said you know I gotta work I have to I warned him about women like you and she goes like what do you mean women by women like me and then she went into this whole tirade about like does that make you feel better about yourself to trash me as a woman and all that stuff and then people were going in on the podcast it's kind of like these guys are trash like why are we even listening to this but at the same time before this situation happened people were listening to a woman like being okay with it and like (laughs) this is the standard like when when he trashed a girl and she said to him like does that make you feel better he was confused as to why she would be challenging him because he's used to it like it's accepted right that's unfortunate well none of that will be happening here um let's talk about sincia and megan the stallion so they dropped a video called lick have you guys watched it yes so it's like a mini WAP. And I kind of just, just wanted to talk about that because it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, is this what we need to do now? We need to have the over-sexualized, really creative video that well, okay. is going to make the charts? 
As you sw- sip your wine, Garnett? Oh, yeah. It's definitely um, beer and a, and a nice wine glass. <laughs> 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 Got to keep a ghetto fabulous. Um, I mean, the, the, the people that are only doing it, I guess, are the people that are building it, their brand off of that. So, I mean, it's pretty much on brand for the people that dropped the video. I don't think it's necessarily for, necessary for, you know, maybe the other females or, you know, female rappers or singers or whatever the case may be to tailor their videos like that if that's not what they're selling. You know, mm-hmm. some artists that don't necessarily have to sell sex, like uh, Rhapsody, if she's out here, you know, with her titties out and her ass out then you know then we looking like wow this is like this is drastic like you you shouldn't be doing this but you know she came out this way so i don't think it's you know it's not surprise only thing that could surprise me in one of these videos is if she have like a nip slip or something like that like other than that i mean you she she talk about it on the song it's it's She's going to be provocative, so you know. I think oh, you're good. talking about Megan. Yeah, you know. So it's, I think it's I think I might have said this before, but I think Megan is a one trick pony, and like I don't dislike Megan the Stallion at all. But I think it's just like this is her brand. This is what she's always going to do. I just think it gets a little problematic though, because like while wow, this is what she's going to do, and it's fine. Like if that's what you want to do, so go for go for it. But like it becomes like the norm, and that's all people want to see. So then when other artists who are super talented and singers and stuff like that, like like Chloe and Holly, they come out and they do stuff. Like it's almost. It's almost like at this point with these girls, it's kind of like, okay, so when are you going to get naked? And like, that's what's happening. It's like that Disney effect all over again. Remember before the Disney girls would come out and they're all wholesome and whatever, and then they want to be like, take it more serious. So they take their clothes off. Like, it's like that, but I feel like it's like that on an urban level now. Like the girls come out and they want to be, you know, regular, covered up and then it's like okay for you for us to notice you it's time to take the clothes off and i feel like that's the trajectory that all of them go on now well to to piggyback off of what you just said though uh, my bad to cut you off meaning but um as far as with meg i feel like she actually in my opinion and just from what i see on the internet she actually reached a point where people didn't care so much about her being overly sexualized and having to show the butt or show, you know, her body figures off where, you know, she started just going viral off of face pictures, you know, yeah, like, but you, don't think, but you don't think it's an expectation of us when we hear a Meg song or like you said to yourself, you said, this is what she raps about in the song. So if she did a song and she put a full business suit on. We would look at that sideways. Like where, why are you not naked? I don't, well, I don't I feel like she thinks that too. That's why she does it. I don't even think that it's like debatable. I don't think that we would necessarily ask why aren't you naked? I just think we would want to see it, but (laughs) you, you know, you can get that. That's something I feel like, you know, she, like she actually curved that in a sense where, you know, she was now, you know, this is an accomplishment, but you know, when she graduated, you know, college, that's something that was championed on the TL and wasn't nobody saying, Hey, like, let me see ass. Like, no, she was like fully clothed with the cap and gown. I would hope so. Wasn't anybody like saying, yo, we got to see that ass. Nah, Wait, like, but was- she did do a provocative photo shoot. Did, did y'all see that of her? Did y'all see the provocative photo shoot? I, I mean, I didn't see it, but it's not I've heard the cap and gown. I'm going to show it to y'all. Yeah, it, it's not shocking. And, and also, like, I wouldn't expect her to show up at a graduation establishment naked. However, when it comes to the music, though, that's where we always get this. And I don't think that you would get 
I mean, that's not shocking to me. Look, so she did another photo shoot where she's literally like with her legs open in the graduation. She feels like this is what she has to do. And and the bodysuit. I didn't even feel like she she gotta do all that, but I, that's touche. That 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 might be checkmate right there, man. I know. <laughs> okay. No, I actually, I actually. This is why I wanted to talk about this because it's like, is this all that we're doing now? And like, I saw, you know, I'm not a big fan of Sensi. I know a couple of her songs, but I don't know her catalog like that. I saw a lot of comments in the video saying. Why are you doing this, Cynthia? You have legitimate talent. Like, you can really rap. Like, why are you doing this? But, you know, and there's a whole challenge going on on social media where people, because the song is like, put your back in it, put your back in it. And there's girls on social media putting their back in it. But I'm like, is this where we are? And I know we've had this conversation before, but then you watch a video like Lick and you're like, this is literally a carbon copy of WAP. Like, how many times are we going to see this? How many times are people going to do this is this where we are and i do kind of agree with you dexter it's like at this point megan has built this brand and this is just what it is for her you know but it'll be interesting to see if she ever tries to pivot if she can because she built her brand off the hot girl summer and driving the boat and let's drink and i got my booty out and i'm twerking in the club and this is her brand and we love it she's fun but you can't do that at 30 you know, you can't be that forever. <laughs> well, you I don't know, because some of the, the, see, this is the thing, though, because this is what's hot now. So even the older girls are doing this. Like, this is, Shanti's 40, and, like, this is what she's doing, too. Like, yeah. th- like they, this is. But, but so yeah. I'll, I'll, so based off of the point you, you guys just made, this is, this is just a question. So do you feel like, um, you know, you can, you can always, like, take it off in a sense of like, you know, going from, you know, um, somebody that may have started out, like you said, like an Ashanti that was covered up more and you can get to a point where they, people allow you to slowly take it off. Right. Where at 35, 40 years old, there's something you could do, but you can't start out that way and then put it back on. So I feel like maybe like a, somebody like an Ashanti, she can probably be okay with her clothes on if she wanted to two years later because we already saw her like that. Somebody like Beyonce that started to get a little bit more pr- provocative, but like she started out with a lot of clothes on, but we also was, were, was okay with her taking it off. So maybe is it a point, is, there's a point where you can't go backwards once you get to that point. I think that's Nicki Minaj right now. Like, I think Nicki started off with, like, not wearing much of anything. And I think now that she's older and has kids and stuff, like, she's trying to, like, dial it back a little bit. Like, she's not, like, necessarily covered up, but, like, she's, her image is a little bit more mature and people aren't checking for her now. So I I, I agree with it. I think I just want to normalize women being different in many ways. I think that's really what my issue is, like, we're not always this way, you know, we're not always naked. We're not always sexual. We're not always twerking. Like that's a facet of life. Right. So it's like, I think I just want to normalize women just having more being in multiple spaces. And I just feel like a lot of it is just sex, sex over sex over sex. But it's like, no, sometimes you don't have makeup on. Sometimes you put sweats on. I think I just want to see more that more diversity in how women are represented because I never want to be like, Oh, you're, you're a woman you can't you know you're naked too much you you know you're you're over sexualizing yourself because i think women have the right to do whatever they want with their bodies i'm just like everything is the same 
You know, yeah. like I just want to see people being different. I want to see Megan do a video in sweats one day, maybe do the the whole Aaliyah look, you know, like to just switch it up, be different, be a reflection of who we are naturally as women, which is not always over-sexualized with our booty out, you know, and twerking all the time. My knees hurt sometimes. Mm -hmm. so, so it's like, I just want to see more diversity in how women are represented instead of them rep being represented in like one certain way. Like Lotto, Lotto is very sexualized, but on her Twitter, on her TikTok, I, I see so many videos of her without makeup, just being goofy and fun, her hair not done, you know, like her wearing sweats. I really enjoy that. It shows me that you're like a human, you know? So it's like, that's what I want to see more. Just people being human and not always being the brands, you know, that, that they were built on. Mm -hmm. That's fair. All right, so Patrick Mahomes' uh, fiance, her name is Brittany, uh, was under fire because after the Chiefs uh, beat the Bills, obviously it was an exciting game. Her man's the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. She decides to open up a bottle of champagne in her club box and spray random people that got regular seats under her with champagne. People started to um, <laughs> complain. She went on Twitter and said, I wish I could just do whatever I want without people attacking me every week. Is, is this harmless? Or do people have the right to be upset that this woman's spraying champagne bottles at them from the club box? <laughs> you go ahead, Dex. <laughs> Look. If you broke, <laughs> if you broke, you got the shower. You got the shower. It just is what it is. Because you know what? Under the club box is the cheap seats. So if you was, you just got hit with it. You caught a stray. Sorry. I wish leave her alone. Like she was celebrating. And what? Then she, and if you were on this side, I'm assuming that you were a fan of the team too. You should join in on the celebration. Dex, I'm surprised in your answer. I really well, am. Cause I, look, because broke people always complain. The game was over. Get up and go home. It's not like she was doing it in the middle of the game. The game was over. Get up and move. Girl, it, it's cold as hell. There might be kids down it's there. Cold. It's cold down there for y'all, which y'all broke sales. It, it's warm up in the, in the club box. <laughs> no, but if, if, that, if, she, if a random woman was spraying champagne on me in, in cold weather, I'm I'm pulling up to the club box, Brittany. We gonna have a problem, Brittany. What is wrong with you? Then talk about, I wish I could do what I want. Yeah, you could do whatever you want, just not to other people. I don't know you, Brittany. <laughs> and a girl like me, I got my hair done just to go to this game. Yes. So you don't mess up my hair with your cheap champagne? No, Brittany, meet me outside the club box. This will be a problem for me. <laughs> well, and that's Brittany, this for us. Did y'all like actually see the game? Yeah, I saw the game. Well, like if you're a Chiefs fan, then you understand the celebration and like not giving an F after like a after a win like that. I mean, they got in field goal range within 13 seconds, which is like super crazy. Then they get the ball back and they score to win the game. It's like I don't think anybody everybody's just happy. It is a celebration. So at least for that day, like Dex said, just just take it. It just is what it is. Yeah, it's cold, but you probably drunk already anyway. Like, the impossible just happened. I mean, I get it, but, ah, like, that's, that's a... It's that's obnoxious. A, it is obnoxious. It is. But, but are we really going to make a big deal out of it? Like, you're Yes, Brittany, I'm going to pull up on you. Go with beer at her then. Like, go go back and pour beer on her. Like, yeah, like the, I mean, it probably won't reach, but yeah, throw some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, I just think like you had a whole club box full of people that you could have sprayed. You want to go and spray the people you don't know that are under you? Nah, man. It's to me, it's too. all kinds of privilege. It, it just sure. it reeks of oh, privilege. Yeah. I can do whatever I want, you know, and to you and not care about how you feel. No, girl. Go well, you spray know, that in the club box. Truly, in situations like that, when people do it, they really do think that you're going to be into it. Like, I, I I genuinely feel like she's shocked that people are complaining about this. Because when people, like, when you're in clubs and stuff like that, when people do this, the champagne and all that kind of stuff, they and it sprays all over, they genuinely think that you want that done to you. Like, they're okay. Like, it's okay. It's a cool thing to do. So I... She's not, it's not right, but at the same time, like, I just want to make a big deal out of it. Yeah, yeah. I want to get sprayed in the cold by champagne that I can't drink and then walk home smelling like an alcoholic <laughs> and mess up my hair that I just did to be at this game. Like, yeah, but it's a memory that you have. <laughs> yeah, Listen, memory I, will, I have I of me pulling up on Britney outside the club box. I will tell you this. She actually don't care if you wanted it or not. <laughs> That's the problem that I have. No, and so I agree with you as far as, like, feeling privileged yeah, like her her boyfriend or husband or fiance, whatever she actually is to Patrick Mahomes, he has a $500 million contract. He His girlfriend better be there. So it's not like you can like kick her out or you can't do anything. Like he needs to be happy. So I feel like, yeah, she definitely does have privilege. Uh, just off of that, I feel like his brother and like, it might've been this season or last season, but his brother ended up getting into an incident with some fans as well. And it's probably because, yeah, like, what are you going to do to me? Nothing. Like, no no security guard is kicking me out unless I do something completely left. But, like, you you aren't going to do anything. Once again, my brother, who's the face of this team and who's going to be the face of the NFL, has a $500 million contract. <laughs> like, it, it's just not going to make a difference. So I feel like, yeah, she, she didn't care either way like would you would you care if your boyfriend had a 500 million dollar contract i'm not spraying i'm not spraying champagne on random people i don't know i'm just not doing that i'm i'm a, from a certain neighborhood that i know that, that you don't do that <laughs> spraying alcohol on people that's that's a fight gesture that's like that's like hitting someone over the head with a bottle you don't do that <laughs> no that's that's those are fight that's a fight gesture you don't do that to people you don't know that's disrespectful but I mean, in her defense, though, she's also 26 years old. They don't know no better. Girl, boy, bye. <laughs> you know. All right, so let's let's have a conversation about what's going on with Kim and Kanye because there's so much drama. I can't even believe that we're here because initially when they broke up, remember, they were all kumbaya. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going through this divorce and everything is fine. You know, we care about each other. Kim's showing up to his concerts and stuff. Now all of a sudden Kim is dating someone and it's a problem. So apparently according to Kanye, he had retrieved Kim's second sex tape with Ray J and had took the red eye or something like that to get the sex tape, retrieved it, bought it to Kim in that same day, Kim invites him to SNL and then kisses Pete Davidson in front of Kanye. So apparently th- this is some of the things that have happened behind the scenes that have caused the problem. So I wanted to talk about shady things that you've done to your exes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like kissing your new man in front of your this man you were just with, even if you're divorced or going through a divorce, is still fresh. I just think that's hella disrespectful. 
Yeah, I mean, no, and you guys don't. No, 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 no. It, it it is. I'm just looking at it from the stuff that you just described. Like some of the things that they're going to is like, why are you retrieving a sex tape? <laughs> like that's that's first and foremost. Like, what are you doing? How much did you pay for it? I can almost guarantee there's a dub of it. Like nobody's just giving you the <laughs> verbs that can like Ever. no yeah. Are you kidding me? Like you know what age we're in? Uh, then you present it to her, which is like another weird thing. Instead of just saying, "Yo, listen, like, like here, I want you to have it. Do what you want with your own." Because what's what's more disrespectful, her kissing her new boyfriend in front of you, or you giving her her sex tape with her ex boyfriend in front of her new boyfriend? Like, what's more more disrespectful? Well, apparently Kim was really happy that he got the sex sex tape, and she was crying, and uh, and according to Kanye's recollection. You know, her reputation was a little bit in the ground before he decided to be with her seriously. So it's like he feels like that tape is a representation of that old reputation that she had that she's trying to move beyond. Well, and I'll say this to that. Her reputation was only in the basement because of where she just was at in life. All she had to do was pivot left and she would have been okay. And that's what she did. I don't know if Kanye necessarily help that at all like it's not like he's like super political or like doing things like that i think her trying to become a lawyer and her cleaning up her own image like the yeezy brand didn't help that her i think the kids played a big part and kanye wasn't part of that if you're looking at the kids okay she could have had a kid with anybody. That you, was, yeah, Ray J had a whole song called I Hit It First, and then he yeah, went like, and married the woman. You can't say that he didn't kind of like tone down her her that brand that she had already where people were basically saying she's a pass around. Yeah, but Mina, we laughed at Ray J though. Like the thing is like Kim Kardashian <laughs> was more famous than Ray J was. So it's just kind of like, it was wild that you had this sex tape, but like before Kanye came around though, Kim Kardashian had seven different shows on, on TV. Like she was still like that girl you know what i mean like she wasn't getting invited to the met gala and stuff like that though like kanye was did get her like she was wearing clothes but she was wearing clothes out of her little boutique like when she got with kanye that's when she started meeting and tours and stuff like that so he did he did elevate the girl a little bit i will say that he did elevate her but she capitalized on it and kept it going also, I think that Kim doesn't owe Kanye West anything. Like, remember, Kanye is the same one who was talking about how Kim wanted to abort their daughter. And, like, he talks so much trash about the family on social media. Oh, when he yeah. goes to his episodes, he goes through the episodes. And it's just kind of like, yeah, for us, it seems like fresh and stuff because the divorce and stuff was just finalized. But realistically speaking, they've been done for years. Remember, they were like, they don't even live in the same state with each other like it's been over it's just now she's finally moved forward and then he's bringing this girl out like he's moved forward too it's just it, the two of them are very silly to me and it's more so on his part than it is on hers and i will say this like didn't he just drop like a song where like the game is like saying how he did something with kanye and kanye's actually on the song yeah like that's like that's beyond me and then you have the you know, like that's crazy. Like you can't you can't even check him. They'd be like, yo, have some respect for my and, and the Drake stuff too. Like Drake is alluded to some stuff and Kanye, and we didn't know this stuff. Kanye told us that Drake alluded to this stuff. And then here you go doing concerts with Drake. So like 
Respect yourself, oh, Miss Kanye. Then you guys can... bring up valid points. Very <laughs> valid points. It's not just a one-way street. So have you guys ever done anything shady to your exes or vice versa? I don't even have that many exes to like do stuff <laughs> too. Like I got about three exes in my entire life. And no, two of them like moved away. They like met their husbands and had kids. Really nothing to do anything shady about. Like they started up in a whole new life. Like wanna and I you know, it's not like wanna do something and have sex with their sisters or something. You get what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. nah, that's not, uh, yeah. And when I see them, well, one, I haven't seen, but if I see them, I'll say hi. Like, it's nothing, I'm not going to try to show that person up or anything like that. I think that's more, um, it's more woman-like. So I, that, I, I, I don't understand. even say that because guys be very petty too. So don't do it. Not like, hey, listen, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite you to this place and then kiss all over my new dude. Like, I don't think it's a dude out there that's thinking like that. But bless you. But I mean, men, men can do womanly stuff as well. That's just, that's something that's like, I, that's not even crossing my mind is to kiss my new woman in front of my old woman and look at her like, yeah, you see me, baby. Like that don't even, <laughs> that don't make no sense to me. <laughs> Dexton did something crazy. So look at him. <laughs> <laughs> like you, met, and now I feel terrible. <laughs> like hey, look, uh, look, look. I, I am a very petty person. I'm naturally a very petty person, and like, there's a lot of things that I've done. Like, yeah, like I have, and like, honestly, like, I mean, I, I, yeah, <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> so there's two things that I could think of that I did that were like wild. Um, I remember the one, one of my exes, like I invited her over to my house for Christmas and I got her like a Christmas gift or something like that. But like, I knew she was talking to someone else shortly after we broke up, which to me leads me to believe that you cheated. And um, she didn't have a computer at home. And I remember taking a picture of the two of us, like, po you know, for like the holidays, whatever, taking a picture of the two of us and I posted it on her MySpace like on her her MySpace wall, and I was like Merry Christmas, and then I put the year, and then I knew she couldn't take it down, and I knew that the boy would see it and like cause issues in their relationship. And <laughs> that's a diss <laughs> record right there, bro. You dropped the whole diss record on MySpace. It was it was that was probably one of the worst things I've done, and then also. <laughs> that was a while ago. So we'll, we'll chalk it up to the fact that you were young. I was not even in college at this point. So like, this was like really young. And then this was not, I was in college. Like this girl, it's always what guys though. It's always cause they try to play me or something like that. That's why I don't like it. But she was messing with a friend of mine and I messed with her in the same establishment that, that we were at. Cause I knew he was going to be there. And then when she came out, we all sat at the table together because they were sneaking behind my back, messing with each other. And it was like a public place. And we did stuff in the, in the restaurant or whatever. And then we all sat at the table together and then he came in. She had no idea he was coming. So we were all sitting there and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I did something shady, but it was a mistake. I was dating a guy and... Um, 
he had so this this is this should have been a red flag from the beginning but he had told me that he was he was a lot older than i was he told me that um he was trying to save his money from the irs <laughs> so he needed me to open up like a savings account where he could put his money so the IRS wouldn't take his money, you know, because when you owe the IRS money, they garnish your wages, they right, take your right. savings, they take everything. So I opened up a savings account for him in my name. Fast forward a year later, um, I believe he had, I think he had like a bank called Wachovia and then I had Chase. So I forgot I even opened up this account for this guy. So then Wachovia and Chase merged. So one day I log on to my Chase account and I see I got five accounts. And I was like, wait a minute, what is this? This has to be a mistake. Only one of these accounts are mine. So I call them, long story short, this guy had opened up three additional accounts under my name from that one account. Yeah, yeah. So he had opened up another savings, a checking and a credit card. And I was looking at like how he was paying the credit card and he wasn't even paying it on time. It was a mess. And I had good credit. So I ended up telling Chase um, that these weren't my, my accounts and that my boyfriend opened these up behind my back. And we ended up calling him on three-way. <laughs> Wait, were y'all still together? We were together, right? Okay. So we end up calling him on three-way and he admitted, you know, that he had opened up these accounts and stuff. So I went ahead and asked the lady, like, can you just like transfer these accounts to his name and take them off of my name, take them off of my credit. And cause they're his, she's like, well, we can't do that. We got to close the account. I said, all right, fine. Come to find out later. And we broke up because of this. Come to find out later, like a month later, he calls me. He's like, oh, you bitch. You made me file for fraud. They sent me fraud papers and they said I admitted to fraud and I got to sign it. Mind you, we called him on three-way and it wasn't like I ambushed him. I told you him, I'm going to call you with the Chase representative on three-way so you could tell them that these are your accounts because these aren't my accounts. Mm -hmm. So he did that. So they have it in a recording. So it's not like he can go back and backtrack and be like, no, that was a lie. But yeah, he called me. He was like, you made me file for fraud, you bitch. I was going to buy a house. You mess it up for me. Like once you file for fraud, that's it. And I was like, first of all, you hiding money for the IRS. So I don't even know how you're going to buy a house. That's it. <laughs> also, also, you, you did commit fraud. though. <laughs> but that was my thing. And I was like, I didn't know that what we were doing was they were going to send you fraud papers. I didn't. I didn't. Well, know not necessarily that. you, though. Like the one account is the one account that I know about. But when you're opening up a credit card, that means if you decided not to pay that, that falls back on me. Like that's fraud. If it's a checking account, savings account, like whatever, no big deal. But a credit card, like you're raking up charges in my name. Like, yeah, the, the, the fact that you didn't okay those things is the only issue I really have with it is that mm -hmm. like, that's, that's without your knowledge, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, but it's funny because literally like these accounts have been open for like a year and I knew nothing about it. And he was like, I was going to tell you, I said, when these accounts been open for a year, when you were going to tell me. You're literally making payments on this credit card. <laughs> like it means you're making purchases and payments. Like you're not going to tell me. Yo, it was crazy. And like, I didn't mean for him to file fraud charges. I'm not like a vindictive person like that. You know, um, I, 
in hindsight, I was like, okay, well, if he's admitting to opening accounts behind my back, then what is that called? I just wasn't in that headspace. My whole thing is you opened up accounts under my name. These accounts aren't on good standing, in good standings. I need you to take these accounts out of my name. You know, he had like overdrawn on the checking account. I said, bro, your life is in a shambles. If you got to open up <laughs> another account under someone else's name and you still can't even manage that account well. <laughs> and you about to buy a house? Hello. But that's the thing. When he started to come at me, he was like, oh, I'm going to send my sister to beat you up. And he said all these things. And I was like, why are you mad at me? I was like, first of all, you opened up these accounts behind my back. So technically you did commit fraud but I was like but it wasn't my intention to get you in trouble or have you sign a paper that says you committed fraud I just wanted these accounts out of my name and I'm like and I don't know how you buying a house when you hiding money from the IRS and let me get this straight that you're gonna call your sister and be like can you go beat this girl up because she told, told the bank that I opened up these accounts in her name <laughs> like, uh, one, this one, she, one she gave me the privilege to open up one account and I went open a multiple account. A couple more. But here's the thing: people don't take responsibility for the things no. that they do, right? They like to like blame everybody else, like, "Oh, you're a bad person. You didn't help me out. You made me file for fraud. You messed up my credit." And people don't take accountability for what they did. Like, what did you do, bro? You the one that stole all my information and opened up these accounts, and had it for a year. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, are you serious right now? I listen, that man so, right there, that was like, and I felt terrible, right? Cause I'm like, damn, like making someone sign. That's when it's over. <laughs> I don't feel bad no more. <laughs> you well, over. I felt bad because my intent was never to mess up his life. You know, I mean, clearly he was having money issues and or didn't know how to properly manage his money. If you get overdrafts, you, you get overdrafts. Ain't, ain't much I can do to mess up your life. You already got that covered. So, yeah, that's the one shady thing that I've done. I can't think of any more. I'm sure I've done more. <laughs> He should have blamed blamed Wachovia and them for merging. That's who that's who y'all should have called. Why would y'all do that? So they they technically snitched on him. Yeah, it was bad, but yeah, it was a big issue. Then he said that he was gonna send inappropriate pictures of me to my job. It was bad. Like he got real petty. I mean, I never yeah, understood that I, though. Like that is, yeah. But like that's so even things like that. Like that's things that like wear off. Like the actual. Because, what is, what is my manager gonna do? Look at it and be like, Dexter, you're butt naked. And I'm like, yeah, can I get that back? Like, like what? What, what is? I'm, I'm gonna get fired because I'm naked. Like I don't right. get it. Like, at, the, at the end of the day, that may last three days on like a really slow week in life. That lasts a week. After that, no one really cares. Yeah. But what you just did and actually like admitting to it again, like why would you admit that on the phone and then admit to the person you about to commit a crime against and think that that won't turn into something? It's like, well, now you have these actual charges now to go with this fraud stuff, so. And in his brain, I set this all in his brain. I'm like this evil person that set this all up. Like it literally in his brain, he's a victim and I'm like a bad person. You are. You're, you're a terrible individual. 
you know, for letting him open up that one account. Right. <laughs> but that's what you get sometimes to so try to be nice to people. You 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 open up one account and then a year later you f- figure out they got four accounts <laughs> and not even in good standing. <laughs> so that was my one shady thing that I did. So, and then he tried to be my friend on Facebook years later. I was like, absolutely not. And then he tried to message me and was like, you act like I did something to you. Yes, you did, bro. You threatened me. (laughs) You were going to do something. Your sister was. (laughs) Right. You threatened me because you're you're a shady person. And I wasn't going to allow you to, you know, mess up my good credit because you, you're, you're a mess. And why would you do that to somebody that you're dating? If you really care about that person, why would you want to mess up what they got going on? And then do it in such a shady way, like behind their back and not even let them know. So was he overdrafting his accounts, taking you out on dates and stuff? He, no, we didn't even go out on dates like that. Like okay. I didn't, <laughs> I just, Where no. Money going? That's crazy. I, I really just don't even know. I just, I don't even remember what we used to do. We, we, we would go out to eat and stuff, but I don't remember like any elaborate dates that he took me on that, cost a lot of money you know and sometimes we would split stuff i'm not the kind i'm not the kind of girl that's just gonna go out and have you pay for everything you know i'm gonna be like okay well i got half or whatever well i got this this time you know i'm not i'm not like that i'm not i just don't expect you to to pay for everything child i don't know it was a mess well, that concludes our conversation, the 210th episode of the Mina's House podcast. Hopefully, hopefully Shayna will be back next week and she feels better. I mean, to say what? I'm Shayna B. B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Garnett Briscoe. Dex Stucky. Talk to you guys next week.